Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Thankful and grateful to be in your presence tonight. Lord, we are blessed to be to be in your house. Heavenly Father, we are blessed to belong to this church. We are blessed to be members of this church. Father, we are blessed to have a leader like our bishop. Father, we are thankful that in our generation, you raise us up such a mighty leader, such a wise leader. Father, we are thankful and we are grateful. We are thankful for our lives. We are grateful, Lord, that we are alive today. We thank you, Lord, that we have another opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word. We ask, Spirit of God, that you minister to us. We welcome you, Spirit of God, and we say, have your way amongst us. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, and we love you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, we're going to share the word of God for a short time. Hallelujah. I am... I am intending that um, we, um, we want to finish our services and everything by 9 o'clock. You see, we, I, we want to have that culture. And so we're going to try wherever we end, we will end and we will finish our service. And so people, I believe that um, the children have started school and so on and so forth. But um, at the same token also... We also have to understand that we are led by the Spirit. Amen. Do you understand? Amen. And so, as the Spirit leads, we flow. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, I want us to continue with a short series of messages that um, we just began a week ago. Uh, we just began last week about time times and timing time times and timing hallelujah there are certain principles about time that we want to know about we want to learn about certain principles of time and we began sharing last week that time number one was created by god we said that time is an entity or is something that was created by God. God is the one that created time. God is the one that set the day and the night. And that we began to count the days. Hallelujah. They were set by God. It is not a human thing. God is the one that set the seasons. God is the one that set the cold season and the hot season. He's the one that set the rainy season and uh, what are what are the season the dry season is that dry season hamatan <laughs> hallelujah amen hamatan amen it's a season where you need to have a lot of lotion you see you have to have a lot of lotion at that time and it's important you see and you need to know the times otherwise you 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 will dry up Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you remember times like that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We say that God created the seed time and the harvest time. Hallelujah. And we need to understand these times. That is why we are learning them. Winning. It is in the soul. We need to understand the seasons. We need to understand that there is a seed time and a harvest time. 
we need to understand that we cannot sow any time that we want. We have to understand the times. Hallelujah. We must understand when it's possible to sow and when it's possible to reap. Hallelujah. Are you here with me this evening? Wonderful. And we said that God is not going to change the seasons because of your circumstances. God is not going to change the times because of your circumstances. We read a scripture in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. We said God is not going to change these times. It says, while the earth remaineth, unless you go to another planet. Do you understand? But if you are here on this planet, while the earth, this planet earth, whilst it remains, it says, seed time and harvest time, cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. That means it will never stop. Tina, do you understand? It will never stop. We will always have summer and winter. Do you understand? So you have to embrace it. You have to embrace it and stop complaining. And you have to embrace it and stop behaving in the, summer, in the winter time, behaving as though it's summertime. You don't behave in the wintertime or summertime and then wishing that it was summer. Do you see? Wishing that it was summer. Oh, I can't go to church because it's winter. Who said that God created these seasons to take us away from him? That God created the seasons that it is winter. So I can, the reason why I didn't come to church was because there was snow outside. Do you understand? The reason why I didn't come to church was because it was raining. Meanwhile, you don't say the reason why you didn't go to work was because it was raining. Or because it was snowing, you didn't go to work. Do you see? You go with an umbrella. Or it was too cold, so I didn't go to work today. Because it was too cold, I decided not to go to work. We don't say that. So embrace it. Embrace. God says that they will not cease. They would not cease. So embrace the cold. Embrace the heat. Today our place is very nice. Isn't that so? But there will be times where it's very hot. There will be times that it's very hot. And you see the priest still has to come and preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So embrace these seasons. Embrace these times. It says day and night shall not cease. Day and night will always come. When is day, let the activities of the day be done. And when is night, the activities of the night. They will come again. So don't stay up all night as though it is day. When you are supposed to sleep so that you can do the activities of the day, you are staying up all night, extending the day into the night. And when the day comes, you are not able to do the things that the day brings. That means you are not able to do your quiet time. You are not able to pray. You are not able to rise up to pray. This is the reason why, you see, we don't embrace the times. We don't embrace the times. We are pushing the day into the night. And so we are not able to pray. Hallelujah. But this, that, this will not cease. So, pause, pause, pause. That is why I even, as I'm, I'm preaching, I just, I said, okay, so we should, uh, we should respect time. We should respect time. Do you understand? So, at the end of the time, when it's time, we will stop and respect time. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Sea time and harvest time. Sea time and harvest. Cold and heat. Summer and winter. Day and night. They shall not cease. Hallelujah. Amen. As long as the earth remains. As long as the earth is here. Amen. Then we said time was meant to be a blessing, not a curse. The second principle we learned is that time is meant to be a blessing and not a curse. God created time. And God did not create anything to bring us a curse. God did not create the time so that 
it will bring us a curse. But for most of us, time is beginning to become a curse to us. Do you see? Time is beginning to become a curse to us. We look at the time and we say we have been in the presence of God for too long. We look at the time and we say, oh no, (laughs) this time I have to be doing this instead of that. Do you see? And so even if what you are doing, even the time that is alluded for that, even if what you are doing is scriptural, you have alluded another reason for that time. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So time, our consciousness of time is also bringing us a curse instead of a blessing. But those, having consciousness of time is supposed to bring us a blessing. For instance, if I'm saying that we will close on time so that we will go home and then so we'll be able to do the day's activity, and you also now say, oh, now that we have closed, we close on time, let us go and sit at McDonald's, do you see, and have a cup of or milkshake before we go home, do you see? And then spend another hour there so that you cannot wake up in the morning to pray. It defeats the purpose and the plan. Because I have seen also that when we, when we are making time so that things will be done according to time, you also now see it as an opportunity to waste time. Do you see? You see that as an opportunity to waste time. Amen. But time should not bring us a curse. It should bring us blessings. Hallelujah. Time should bring us blessings. Amen. And then we also said that um, every natural time has a corresponding spiritual time. Every natural time has a corresponding spiritual time. Hallelujah. So there are times that we ought to do something spiritual there are times that it's, the, it's, it's a possibility to do something in the physical. Yes, the time is there, but there is a, that time also God is expecting us to do something else as a spiritual person. And we ought to be conscious of those times. We ought to be conscious of those times. We read about David in a time where kings ought to go to war. David decided to stay home. Do you see I believe a lot of other people stayed home. But you see, for the spiritual person, you have to understand the times. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? If, and if you don't honor the time, if you don't honor the time, something else, a curse can come upon you. So I believe during that time, there were other people who decided to stay home. There were other men, maybe David's age, who also decided to stay home. But Maybe the problem that David encountered, they did not encounter that problem. It says, the Bible says, it was a time when kings ought to go to war. When kings ought to go to war, David chose to stay home. And I believe if David had gone to war, he would not have gone into the trouble that he went to. Going to the top of his palace and walking on on the roof of the palace and spotting a young woman. Do you understand? Look, any spiritual time, any spiritual time, any time that you are supposed to engage in a spiritual activity or a spiritual warfare and you don't, Satan will replace it with something else. Do you know why? Because it is a spiritual time. It is a spiritual time. So, and understand that Satan is always competing with what God wants to do with your life. And so if you miss what God wants to do at this moment, he will give you something else to do. He will give you something else to do. Amen. A lot of times when I see like a young woman is missing from church, missing from church for a while, when I dig in and dig in and find out some man has cornered her and some man is blowing her, you know? And so she's so guilty, she feels guilty, you know, and she's not able to come to church. True or not true? Yes. Yeah. 
when you dig in, when you dig in, they will not come out to tell you, but you'll find out that she has been cornered somewhere. And some man is. Yeah. Hallelujah. Satan is having a field day with her. Do you understand? Yeah, that is, that is one of the things that I have noted. So, there is, a, the, to every natural time, there is also a corresponding spiritual time. Yes, it is time for you to w- take the train to work, but it's also time, uh, God is expecting that, oh, as this person came to sit by you, it is time for you to ask the person, even if the person has any knowledge of God and of Jesus, if he is saved, Hallelujah. And sometimes you'll be amazed how people welcome the scriptures. How people welcome salvation. The only thing is you don't try. You don't try. It's a spiritual time. And Satan will also replace it with, he will not mind you. Look at his head. Look at him. This is the kind of person who is ready to receive Christ. Be careful he doesn't even slap you. You see? Yeah. But I tell you, if you were to open the newspaper and you saw some catastrophic event and you were talking about it and you engage the person, the person will join you quickly. Yeah. To every natural time, there is a corresponding spiritual time. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Today, I want to continue. I want to give you another one. Today, I want to give you, time is a signal for change of purpose. Time is a signal for change of purpose. Time is a signal for change of purpose. Hallelujah. Time is a signal for change of purpose. Do you know why I keep saying it? Because I believe you are writing. I see some of you are not writing. Any reason why you are not writing? You have to take notes when you are in church. Hallelujah. Lighthouse, we take notes. <laughs> that also some people don't like. But it's a blessing to us. You, you have no idea. Later on, you what, what, pick up your nose and look in it. And you will see. How blessed. Amen. And when you start... Stopping when you stop taking notes, you 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 are you, you and you think that you are listening and you are re, you are not retaining much. You are not retaining much. I have preached certain messages that I have preached here before, and I realize that when I'm preaching it, the people don't even remember the message. Amen. Amen. Time is a signal for change of purpose. It means time was created. To give us a signal to make adjustment. Time was created. God created time. or God gives us a measure of time so that we know to change our purpose. So that we know that it is now the period or the time to change our purpose. Or to change our plans. Hallelujah. Time was created or time gives us a signal to change our purpose. Hallelujah. Because we know already that when the seasons change, even us, when the seasons change, we know that it is now time to change from even the clothes that you wear. Isn't that so? And the only thing that you see is the sign of the change in a time. That is when you see to change your clothes. You see the season has changed. The only reason why you change your clothes, put away the um, summer clothes, and now get the winter clothes, is because you see a change in the season. Do you see? So if you don't observe that, if you don't observe that and change the season, who is going to suffer? You are going to suffer. Hallelujah. You are the one who is going to suffer if you do not recognize it and change the season. So you realize that you put away all your summer clothes and then bring out your warm clothes, the winter clothes. Isn't that so? 
you realize that you don't need this. You wouldn't need this. You wouldn't need this. You wouldn't need this. And then you bring out certain clothes. Juicy. And if you don't do that, you are the one who will suffer. Even psychiatrists, psychiatrists, they use the changing seasons and how you respond to it to see how your mind is, the state of your mind, whether you are okay up here or not. Do you understand? Psychiatrists even use the changing seasons to see. So, for instance, when it's summer, and then they see that as you are coming, you have your fur coat. You are wearing, you are wearing winter coat with scarf. And you are sweating. You see? So they realize already that the marbles are not stable. Do you understand? So you have to know, you have to have a signal and then change the purpose. Do you understand? The psychiatrist can tell that, ah, it is 15 degrees outside and then you are coming with your shirt and the jeans. He sees that something is wrong with you. And even you are not a psychiatrist. Tina, when you see someone in the summer wearing fur coat and scarf and a hat, winter hat, and leather, or leather jacket, you see some people in a certain country and it's very hot and they are wearing leather jacket, already you will tell already that. I have seen people in... And you see, and those people, you see, you know already when you look at them, you see that this man is not correct. But the person feels that he's uh, on top. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you, you know certain things now. Before, you used to admire that kind of thing. You used to admire. I saw somebody wearing a scarf. A scarf in a certain country. You know, wool scarf. Wool scarf. And I realized, you see, <laughs> but because I understand certain things. With a velvet jacket. Yeah. When we were in school, there was one of my classmates who had a leather jacket. <laughs> he had a leather jacket. Because those days, those days, Michael Jackson was wearing red leather jacket. And he would push, he would pull the sleeve up. That is how he was wearing. So if you are on top, then you should also have a red leather jacket and pull yours. No matter where you are living, whether you are living in a, a climate where it is 100 degrees. And you see the person is wearing this and going to a disco. In a very hot place. Heat. And you see the person is sweating. So you see, you realize that you are not changing the seasons. Or you don't even understand the seasons. You don't even understand the times. Hallelujah. So when you are walking into a psychiatrist's office and it's winter, winter time and you are wearing yellow and green and they realize already that you, you, it's not right. I'm giving you a clue right there. Right there right? Winter time and you are wearing your yellow and your, 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 your green and white and all those things. It means that something is wrong. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, even in summertime, if, some, if summertime, if they see you are wearing some dark corduroy, it's like something is wrong with you. But you see, some of you don't know. You don't care. You don't understand the seasons. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to understand the times. We need to understand the times. Hallelujah. First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. First Chronicles chapter 12. Can we close the door, please? First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. It says, from the tribe of Issachar, 
there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. Hallelujah. He says that from the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. And all these men understood the signs, the signs, the signals, the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. When you know the signs of the season, you know the signals of the times, it will tell you the best course to take. When you have understanding, it says they understood the signs. They understood the signs of the times. And when you have understanding of the signs of the times, you will take the best course. Hallelujah. You will make the best decisions. You will take the best decisions. When you understand the seasons, when you understand the times, hallelujah, you understand that there is a time for conversation and a time for prayer. Hallelujah. When you understand the times, you will take the best decisions. You will understand that, look, it's not the time for me to stand in the hallway to chat with you. Because this time, I have the signal that they have signal. I hear something in the church. It's a signal that the time has changed. They are praying. I have to be in the church. But you realize that when the signal of the time is for praying, you see that people are now using that time for chatting in the hallway. You, are not, you have no understanding of the signs of the times. You have no understanding that what you are hearing, what you, as you are out there, what you are hearing is a signal that the time has changed. The church is praying. And so I ought to be here to pray. But we are chatting. We are chatting. And sometimes you are not chatting about anything. You are chatting about last week's salad. You like the, you like the chicken. You like the, the kinky. You like, oh, did you bring some of the pepper? You promised you were going to bring me the pepper. Did you bring it? That's the conversation you are having out there. I am not saying, look, I am not saying that it's useless conversation. But given the season, given that time, it is useless conversation. Yes, by all means, you have to have your kinky. By all means, you have to have your pepper. You have to have your food. The person has promised you, you have to remind the person that you didn't bring it. Let the person know, by all means. But the time that you have chosen to do that or have that conversation is a useless conversation at that time. Because it means that you have no understanding of the signs of the times. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It means you have no regard for the times at all. Praying in a church, we are praying in a church and you are chatting in a hallway. You have no regards of the time. No regard of the season that has changed, the period that has just changed. Yes, we came, the people were having their service and so we were still waiting and we were chatting. But the season has changed, they are finished and we are here to set up. And so you come in quickly and help set up. It is time for us to set up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The time that we all have gathered on a prayer line to pray, it's not a time for you to watch TV. It's a spiritual time that we have declared. We have all declared. You see, it's different if you are at work. It is different if you are engaged in something that is way beyond your circumstances. But the given time that you have chosen to watch TV as is given as a spiritual time for the children to come online to pray, the enemy will minister something else to you on the TV. No wonder after prayer meeting, when you are not involved, you are so depressed. You watch. You will be so depressed. You are so down compared to the times that you joined the prayer line and you were praying. You watch. If you are spiritual, you, you will feel these things. If you are a spiritual person. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody? The time that we are all supposed to gather for all night, understand that this is the season. A signal has been given that we are having an all night prayer meeting. 
But you choose that that time is when you are going to a funeral. You are going to a funeral. You have chosen the time to go for adoring. As we are having a, you every Saturday you are going for some adoring. You are looking for adoring. You are asking. Some of you go to the African store to look for flyers. Where is an adoring? As if that is where you are going to find a husband. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then you dance all night so that all the young men who are around will see that you are around. True or not true? The enemy, the enemy knows that the children have gathered. Come and pray that God will reveal to you the man, the right man to marry. Look, I understand, I understand. Look, there gets to a time in life, there gets to a time in life that you feel, you see, yesterday there was something that, um, as, um, something that I saw on TV, you know, and it was a very sad thing to me. I felt, you know, there was a, a lady, I think there was something that they were doing about some rape incident that um, they're investigating someone who is raping people and his choice of the people that, the women that he's raping are women who are Christians, God-fearing people, who, for instance, they are single, and they are believing God for the right person. Do you see? They are believing God for the right person, and they are waiting. And there were some of them that I think the enemy also deceived them, so they made a decision that, look, I am getting old. One, one of the women who I, I felt, you know, my heart really went out to her. She says, I felt, I, I said, she said, I want a child so badly, you know, and I realized I am 38, I'm getting older, and so she decided to go for an insemination. Do you see? Because she says, I'm, I'm waiting for the right man and the right person, I'm not just going to have a child with any man, so she decided to go and have an insemination, and my heart went out. So this person, he looks, I think he was working with someone, I didn't have the time to look at the program. But I think he's working with someone that works in the uh, fertility clinic. And so he gives the information about such women. And he chases them. He pursues them. And then he goes to rape them. And then some of them, some of them commit suicide. They decide on whether having abortion versus taking their own life. Do you see? And then they decide that I cannot live with this. And so some of them commit suicide. You see, some of them also decide to have the child. And that was the rapist's whole idea. That this person is going to look for someone, you know, going for the insemination. So he wants to have the relation with the person. So the person will have the child. And I don't know, you know, perverted minds. You know, people have very perverted minds. Do you understand? I understand that as a Christian man or a Christian woman, you come to a situation like that. Do you understand? But if you are, if you believe in God, have faith in God. Amen. That whatever is happening to your life, whatever your life course is taking, God is very much aware. And there is a plan and a purpose for that. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a plan and a purpose for that. Look, Sarah and his, her husband, they were faithfully following God. Faithfully following God. And you see, the Bible says that these things are written for an examples. They were faithfully following God. And then there was a period in time, God has promised that, yes, you will have, you will have, a, you will have a son who will be the heir to the inheritance. But the man realized he was getting old. But it did not, he did not waver in his faith. He did not waver in his faith. He continued to follow God. Believing every moment that it was going to happen. But his wife, was, his wife was with doubt. His wife said, look, the way things are going, just take this hagar, you know, and just sleep with this hagar and then, you know, have a child. At least we will have someone, at least, you know, that we will have in the house. That, you know, at least there's a boy growing up in the house or a child growing up in the house and so on and so forth. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Even when the angels of God came to visit them and give a promise, it says that, it says that 
Next year, by this time, I said, God has a time. And what God means by next year, I don't know what it means by next year. He says, next year, by this time, you'll be with the son. Do you understand? And then, you know how women are. <laughs> so Sarah also laughed in her head. And then he said, why, is, why, why did Sarah laugh? Why did Sarah laugh? Why, why was she like, it's mockery, you know. It's like you, sometimes you see, there are certain things that is like mockery. Do you understand? Even when you say that you are going, oh, you are, when you say that you are going, you believe that by next year, by now, you'll be married. There are some people that look at you and, <laughs> you see, like mockery. But you see, they are no, and they are Christians. They are Christians. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? I don't care what age you will be. With God, all things are possible. So he says, call Sarah. Let's bring her. And then the woman, she was lying. She said, I didn't laugh. He said, you laugh. <laughs> the angel is telling you laugh. He said, you didn't laugh. So who is lying? You or the angel? What brought us into this? Hallelujah. Understand the times. Understand the time. If we have all gathered to have an all night, you come and have an all night with us. Sometimes, you see, sometimes your, 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 the, your way of going about things shows your faith in God. You know, sometimes even the person has invited you. It is your good friend and he has invited you to an outdooring or a funeral and you know that we are having an all night prayer meeting in, and, and we are closing 4 a.m., you will go to the meeting. You will go to the outdooring. Be there. They say they start at 10 p.m. Isn't that so? So you go there at 10. And let them see that you have been here since 10. Even though you know that they are not going to start at 10. You have been here since 10. And so when they come, all of them come. You go and greet them. And you say, you know, I've been here since 10 o'clock. But we are having this important meeting in church. So, and then whatever respect you want to, you honor them with whatever, and then you say, I will see you. And then come for the meeting. But you, oh, I would have come, but you know, my friend is having an outdoor. So 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., you are also having your all night. And I, I understand that some of the time, you see, that is why I always say, when it's way beyond your control, sometimes it's a very direct family member and you are very much involved. And they didn't consider all of your activities. Do you understand? And for the sake of peace, that you'll be involved in that. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That you'll be involved in that. Last night, I was at work, and then some, some lady came to me. No, I, yeah, she came to me and said, Oh, a friend of mine from your country has invited me to an outdooring. You know, and she has given, she has sent me this invitation, one of their things, you know, the flyer. But the thing is for a child. But they say it's from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. You know, so I laughed. And I said, it's not for a child. <laughs> the thing is not for a child. The child thing, they are finished already. But the thing that you are being invited to is for adults. And I told the person, I said, but don't go there at 10 p.m. If you go there at 10 p.m. <laughs> you see, now, there are certain people that you don't incorporate in your culture like that. You know, what is that? You are outdooring a child or you are naming a child 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. And what kind of nonsense is that? So say that the child thing is in the morning, but we are having an adult party in the night. Adults only. So that the person does not bring her children to think that it's a child thing, and so my children should be also be there. Do you see? Understand the times and the seasons. You are here in another land. I understand the times and the seasons. You, I see sometimes people are going to funeral in the winter, and they are wearing clothes in the winter. And they are freezing. And they pack, you have to pack the car like four blocks and walk to the place in the snow. 
Sometimes it's snowing. And you are wearing some shoes that are not... That when you step in, no... And you step in a place, you think it's snow. But there's water underneath. And then you are angry with the person who invited you to the thing. Understand the times and the season. Hallelujah. Understand where you are now. Hallelujah. There is time for everything. Wonderful. When we are fasting, it's not a time for you to eat. You didn't hear me. I said when we are fasting, it's not a time for you to eat. All of you people, when I call you, it's a fasting week and you are, your mouth is full because some of you don't have my numbers on your phone. And who, who is this? Who is this? Your pastor. Your pastor. And you have been caught eating. We are fasting and your mouth is full of food. When we are fasting, please understand the seasons for the fasting. And try and also make an effort to do that. Amen. A lot of you, you fast without knowing sometimes. You fast. But the moment we declare fasting, hey, especially the young women. I don't know why the young women have such trouble fasting. It is a big problem. True or not true? You know, it's, a, it's, it's not a good thing. When the church has declared fasting, don't be eating. It's not a good thing. We are fasting, so join the fast and fast. I understand some of you have certain medical condition that requires you to. But don't, don't, if you have certain medical condition, then eat something to just keep you, I mean, sustain you. Don't say, excuse, excuse me, I have this medical condition. And then you are eating two balls of kinky. That, is, that itself is a real medical condition for you. I'm telling you, that is a medical condition that needs to be taken care of. A young lady that eats two, three balls of kinky at a sitting is too much. It's too much. Do you know how many calories is in a bowl of kinky? Am I talking to the young ladies in the church? Every type of food that you like is something very heavy balls. All the type of food you like, they are balls. Balls of kinky, balls of banku, balls of rice, balls of fufu, balls always. It's loaded with carbohydrates. Please, please, very serious. It's not healthy behavior. It's not a healthy behavior. Have some vegetables in your diet. When I came to, when I came to this church in the beginning, I, I said, we have to change our diet a little bit. Every time we are having something, it is, if there's no rice and there's no kinky and there is no, it's like the people are sad. You see, they are very sad. They look sad. They go, to the, they go to the table and then, oh, oh. You see their faces and they, oh. They look very sad. Last Sunday, the people were very sad. Eh? And then they say, oh, I thought we were going to eat. Ah, what do you think? What, what did you think? What were we doing? I thought we were going to eat. Let us try. Let us try and let us look. Look, God has blessed you. God has blessed you to be in a place where you can have a balanced diet. God has blessed you. Stop that. Stop that carbohydrate. Everything corn or bread. And some of you eat too much bread. Take a little bit. Amen. You are not a child. Amen. Too much carbohydrates in your diet. I'm just taking the opportunity to say something. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Let us move on. Let us preach. Let us continue with the message. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Man. Wow. What a shock. 
Is the time correct? No, 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 no. What a shock. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> I say it's your fault. <laughs> your, 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 your diet style has changed the message. And it's all your fault. Wow, what a shock. Look, I am very convicted. I am very, very convicted. There's a time for every purpose. Even the moment I open to that scripture, it says, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, For everything there is a season and a time for every activity under the heaven. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Our time is up. Our time is up. Stand onto your feet. Stand onto your feet. Stand onto your feet. Stand onto your feet. Stand onto your feet and let us bring the service to your close. To everything, there is a time and there is a season. There is a purpose for every activity under the sun. Oh, yes. Oh, Lord, help us to have understanding of the times. Let us become like the sons of Issachar. For you say that they had understanding of the times. They understood the signals, the signs of the times. And they knew which direction, which course Israel should take. Oh, yes. Let us have understanding of the time. Father, for our lives, give us understanding of the time. Give us understanding of the seasons. Give us understanding of the times. That we shall know which course we ought to take. That we shall know which path we ought to take. In the name of Jesus. Begun a home for you. My may, yes, my heart. There is a time and a purpose. A time and a purpose. Yes. To every time, oh Lord, give us that direction. Give us understanding. To every time, oh God, that we have. For every season, Lord. Give us understanding. Let us have understanding of the season. Let us have understanding of the times. My heart become a home for you. Home for you.
grateful Lord we thank you Lord for the time that you are allowed us oh God to spend with you Heavenly Father give us understanding of the times give us wisdom of the times Lord let the spirit the spirit that was upon the sons of Issachar let our spirit be upon us that we shall have understanding of the signs of the times that we shall have understanding of the signals of the time to know which course we should take in our lives. Give us understanding. Give us understanding. Give us understanding. Understanding of the times. Lord, you did not create time to become a curse in our lives. But give us understanding of the times. There is a time to every purpose. There is a time to every purpose. Therefore, Lord, when the time comes, let us understand the purpose that is alluded to that time. In the name of Jesus. We are grateful and thank you. We thank you, Lord, for what you allowed us to share this evening in Jesus' name. With all eyes closed, every head bowed, you are here tonight. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. You are here tonight. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand. You don't have Jesus Christ in your life. You say, tonight, I want to receive Jesus. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Wonderful. Why don't you all join and let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, I have sinned against you. I was conceived in sins. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You died for my sins. You died and you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I invite you into my life. Take control of my life. Be my master. Be my Lord. I will serve you from tonight until I die. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.